Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Let's look at 2 Samuel 6, verse 3. <clears throat> so then, uh, so they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill uh, and Uzzah and Ohio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, accompanying the ark of God. And Ohio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord uh, uh, of all kinds of instruments, of fir wood and harps and strings and stringed instruments, tambourines and sistrums and cymbals. And when they came to Nashon's threshing floor, Uzzah put his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it for the oxen stumbled and the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah and God struck him there for his error and he died there by the ark of God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and Lord, we do pray that you would teach us what you have for us this morning in your word and that you would give us ears to hear what you would speak to us now. Pour out your spirit on us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as we're studying through the Bible and uh, studying currently through the life of David, who is a man after God's own heart, this is a very interesting situation here where we learn a principle from David uh, that we can apply to our lives, and that is that you must do the right thing the right way. And they were doing the right thing the wrong way. And uh, David wants to do a good thing. His motive is right. His heart is right. He loves God but he's doing it the wrong way. And that's a very important principle because we live in a society where people think as long as your motive is right, it doesn't matter how you do it. But with God, uh, there is a right and wrong uh, way to do things. And David wants the presence of God in the center of his life. And that's uh, such a good thing. And David wants the presence of God in the center of the nation's life. David is the king now. And he acknowledges that God blessed him and protected him. And David is basically saying, I don't want to go forward without you, God, without your presence. And David wanted God to continue to guide him. David wanted God to be at the center of the nation's life. And he wanted God's presence uh, in, in the nation. And so that's all a good thing. And David knew Exodus 25, 20, where it says, And the cherubim shall stretch out their wings above the covering of the mercy seat with their wings, and they shall face one another. And the, face, the, the faces of the cherubim shall be toward the mercy seat. And you shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark. In the ark you shall put the testimony, that which I give you, and I will meet with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat. So the ark of the covenant was a box uh, that was 42 inches long by 27 inches wide, 27 inches high. And the poles on the ark were for carrying the ark, and the Ark of the Covenant was to be carried by the priest, and they were not to touch the Ark of the Covenant. Now, <clears throat> the lid of the Ark was gold, and uh, it's been uh, calculated if it was a half an inch of solid gold, 
that it would approximately be about $7 million. Now, that was before inflation in America, so <coughs> I'm not sure what it is now, but that's probably why Indiana Jones was looking for it uh, <coughs> all that time. But on the top of the ark is the cherubim, these angelic beings that are on the lid of the Ark of the Covenant, and they are symbolic. And remember, many of the Old Testament pictures were symbolic, and they were symbolic of the presence of God surrounded by cherubim in heaven. So it was a picture there. It was symbolic of God's presence. And so <clears throat> David understood that. You ever wondered, what are those wings on top of that thing, right? It's the cherub. It's symbolic of the cherubim in heaven around God. And so David understood that, and David wants to bring the ark because he wants God's presence in his life, and he wants God's presence in the nation's life. And that is a good thing, and, and I'm sure most of us <clears throat> want God's presence in our lives. Right? We, want, we want God to direct us and guide us, and, and we want God's wisdom. We want God's presence and his grace, and we want it for our nation. I mean, many of us pray for our country, and, and when you think about, <clears throat> you know, all the problems that go on in the country, and a lot of it is that, you know, our, our country has rejected God, and, and the Bible says, you know, that when you reject the truth, then you believe a lie. And those are really the only choices. You either bring a, believe in the truth or you believe in a lie. <clears throat> and pe- people are believing lies. And so uh, we pray for our nation, and we want that. That is a good thing. Wanting God's presence in our life, wanting God's presence in the nation. In fact, for me in my prayer list, I have Second Chronicles 7.14, where I pray for our nation, where it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, that's us, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. And, and we want that, right? That's a good thing. That's what David wanted. And, and David had watched King Saul <clears throat> not put God at the center of his life or at the nation's life. And those of you who've been with us as we studied First Samuel, that Saul's life was just a disaster, right? And, and just a lot of drama, and it ended in disaster. Now, David doesn't want that. He wants God's presence in the center of his personal life and the nation, and that's a good thing. But no matter how much you want a good thing, uh, if it's done the wrong way, God is not going to bless it. And I think that's one of the principles that we learn here, that the kingdom of God is never the ends justify the means. Now, we live in a society where ends justify the means. You can cheat, lie, steal, do whatever, as long as you get the end result. But that's not the way it is in the kingdom of God. God is more concerned about how it is done than what is done. And, And God does not bless trying to do the right thing the wrong way. And the ends never justify the means. And God told them that the Ark of the Covenant was to be carried by the Levites. And, and in First Chronicles 13, it tells us uh, that, that David uh, talked to all the leaders of, leaders of Israel. And he told them, hey, let's bring the Ark to Jerusalem. And they all unanimously said, this is a great idea. So <clears throat> David took a survey. Now, this is a principle for us that surveys never supersede the Word of God, right? And, and uh, you think, well, Pastor Bob, where does anybody do that? Well, people do it all the time. They just ask their friends, hey, what do you think? Well, I think, you know, <clears throat> maybe somebody's having marriage troubles, and then they ask their coworkers. There's four or five guys there. Take a survey. What do you think? Dump her, man. Get rid of her, <laughs> right? What does God's Word say? Uh, I don't know, right? I mean, you ought to know, right? And so, uh, so David wanted to do a good thing, and he brings all the musicians, and all the musicians are there in verse 5. It says, David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord, on all kinds of instruments, of firwood, on harps with stringed instruments, tambourines and sistrums, and on cymbals. And so, I mean, this looks like a great thing. I mean, how much better could it be? There's guitars and there's cymbals. I mean, right? And, and David's an awesome musician. And imagine how good they were. Uh, just think, there was no TV, no social media. And uh, even nowadays, like, you know, I used to be into guitars. And, and uh, really good musicians 
like guitar players anyway, they would play like eight to 10 hours a day. Like, you know, when you watch, you know, guys who are really good and imagine these guys that they didn't have anything else to do. I mean, they were probably awesome. The worship was awesome. Everything was going great. And it was surrounded by everything that you think is necessary to bring, you know, a great time of worship. And all of a sudden God brings it to a screeching halt. Imagine there's 30,000 people there worshiping. It's probably amazing. And then verse six, and when they came to Nishon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand and the ark of God and took, uh, and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his heir, and he died there by the ark. Now, all of a sudden, everything comes to a stop because they're doing the right thing, but they're doing it the wrong way. Now, this is a very foreign concept to us as Americans because you know, our culture is pretty much like, do whatever you want. There's no right. There's no wrong. Uh, in fact, I think some years ago, I don't know where it came from, there was a saying, it's all good. Whatever you do, it's all good. I, I actually read yesterday that now they're putting posters up in New York that says something like, don't be ashamed if you're using uh, fentanyl or, or crack or whatever. And it's like, everything's good. And I'm like, this is just bizarre, right? I mean, they're just, the government's putting up posters saying, hey, don't feel bad if you're, you know, a, a heroin addict or whatever. But, uh, but here God says, no, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to do things. And, and anybody who sits down and thinks for things a little bit, I mean, there is a right way and a wrong way for everything, right? And, uh, and, and David knows that, but, you know, he kind of just gets off here. And, and then it says in verse 8, David became angry. Why did David get angry? Well, because God shut down his plan. David was doing this contrary to God's word. You know, the ark was never to be on a cart, and David is doing something that God told him not to do. And where do you think David got this idea of worshiping, putting the ark on a cart, and towing it around? The same place that many churches in America. It was a Philistine idea. In 1 Samuel 6, 1, remember back when the Philistines told the ark, and there it says, now the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines for seven months. And then uh, they t the, then take the ark of the Lord and set it on a cart. So uh, the Philistines put the ark on a cart and sent it back to Israel because, you know, uh, they thought, hey, bad things are happening to us. So the Philistines uh, put the ark on a cart. Now, David got the idea from the Philistines. Now, the application for us is that we can all tend to be cart builders, right? We're talking about God's people, worshiping God, God's way. And, you know, some people think, well, can't you just do whatever you want? No, from the very beginning in the garden, God gave prescribed method for how to worship the Lord, right? And, and God has given us a prescribed method for everything, how marriage should work. He's given us a model for the family, how moms, dads, kids, how we should work at work, how we should manage our money, how we should manage our mental health, how we should man manage our physical health. God has given us instruction on all those things, and there is a specific way. Now, uh, the church today is filled with cart builders, copying the Philistine ways and, you know, getting ideas from the world. And, and the kingdom of darkness would love for the church to become cart builders, just to get one program after another after another, taking surveys and doing studies and, and then throw the ark on it and expect God to bless it, right? And, and some churches do that today. In fact, just this last week, uh, someone was telling me, another pastor was telling me how uh, some churches now are, uh, they're planting churches, and they put ads uh, out for non-Christian musicians to be their worship leaders at their church. Now, uh, you know, and, 
And, and, and, and some people think, well, what's wrong with that? Well, so, so what if the guy, you know, doing a little coke, uh, you know, on Saturday night, and then he comes and leaves worship on Sunday? I mean, it's just like, you know, uh, but now you just think, are they really doing that? Yeah, I mean, that's a real thing. And, and, uh, but, you know, the whole idea of building carts and asking God to bless it, I mean, it's been in the church for a long time. I, I wasn't around uh, in church 50 years ago, but, but I read about how 50 years ago, the church kind of would say, okay, everybody, you invite your friends to church, and whoever brings the most people to church gets a free bicycle. <laughs> it's like, back then a bicycle was something. And, and, uh, but really, it's using carnal motivation for spiritual results, and that's not biblical. That's, that's not what God wants. But, but the church, you know, we want to we wanna do it our own way. But God says, no, there's a way that's prescribed. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.